Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity to come before your throne. We thank you, Lord, for a place to worship. We thank you, Lord, for a mind and a spirit to worship you and to praise you and to lift you up, unashamed and unafraid. So we honor you this day, and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. So we're going to get into our word. Um, we started last week talking about uh, healing as a seed, and the word as a seed, really. Uh, the word will bring anything to you that you need. And so we must understand that the seed is the word of God. And the ground that it is planted in is your heart or your spirit. And so <clears throat> there's a parable about the seed. I don't think we'll cover that one today. But it talks about different types of soil that the seed of God's word is planted in. And it refers to how you hear the word and whether you capture the word and and nurture it, hold on to it, and get it planted inside your heart. And this is very important if you want the word to be productive because there are many people, you know, you mention a scripture and it sounds familiar to people. They can even quote it. But many times it's not alive in them. They're not using it so that it, produces life inside of them and in their lives and and begins to manifest on the outside of them and and so many times it's not so much how much time you spend in the word but how you treat the word when you're when you're in the presence of the word of god how do you treat it uh it it it, if you can look at the word in a precious way like if that were jesus standing there talking to me how would i act and I think you'll get an idea of how we're supposed to respond to the written word, to the Bible when we hear it, to the word of God, period, when it's brought forth. And so I think if we can do what Proverbs 4.20 says, give attention to the word, attend to the word of God, incline your ear. That That scripture is just so full of instruction. Why don't we turn there now? I'm... I'm take a little side detour here and and just get our foundation straight you know always keep a foundation underneath you so that you can can have a a point uh of contact a point of reference a point to go back to when you don't see the word coming to pass the way you want to and we've all been there right you don't see it manifesting like you thought it would always bring yourself back to your foundation and say now what is it that needs to be done? Is there something on my part, Lord? And oftentimes I'll find that I need to spend a little more time just meditating, slow it down, not try to move so fast to get get what I need from God, but just slow down my activity and pull it back into this foundation. And so this one says, my son, attend to my words, pay attention to my words. Not anybody else's words, but my words. And it says, incline your ear to my sayings. Nobody else's, just mine. Let them not depart from your eyes. So that means keep your focus on God's word. And when you start drifting, your attention starts to drift, bring bring the word right back again. See, don't let it depart. Why? Because Our attention gets drawn off into so many other things. It's easy to get off of the word, get on to something else, and stay over on something else and forget about the word. 
leave the word over there and we're over here trying to make life work and it's not working because we don't have ourselves focused on the word of God. And when that, with that saying that says don't let it depart from your eyes, we're talking about natural eyes when you read the word, but also the eyes of your spirit. When you begin to envision yourself doing things, I always tell people, let your whole being be consumed with the word of God. Let yourself uh, envision yourself. Say, for instance, if if uh, you need to be healed in your limbs or something like that, envision yourself walking normally, amen, without assistance, and, and envision yourself pain-free. Remember, bring back to remembrance what you were before this affliction attacked you, and that's a good use of of your your vision. That's you. That's what's before you. That's what you're working toward. That's what's going to manifest in your life. So keep that um, as many reminders as you can give to yourself about which way you're going. Do that. Amen. Just just keep doing that. If if you're looking to prosper. Um, Put put look fake money up. Find some monopoly stuff and start sticking it up in the refrigerator. Throw some in the freezer. So every time you open that refrigerator, oh Lord, there's my money. I thank you for my prosperity. Thank you for my increase. See, we are not letting the word. That's the word. That's the word that's saying, this is for you. This is what God has for you. So these are all manifestations of God's word this is God's word speaking to you and you're operating in obedience to this scripture and not letting let it depart from your eyes keep it in the midst of your heart never stop desiring what it is God has for you in other words don't quit don't give up on it let it get stronger Amen. Because it is a battle to keep that word ever before you. And God knows it. And that's why you put this scripture here to remind us. So don't let it depart from your eyes, your, your vision on the inside and or your, your visual eyes. Sometimes we can get so caught up in things in the natural and, oh boy, when's the last time I read the word? You know, we've all been there. And so this these are things we can do. You can structure your environment to help you. You know, you can structure it so that there are reminders around all the time. Amen. I always tell people, I say, remember when we were new Christians? Need to get new again. You know, need to renew ourselves in those things that got us started, kept us going. Uh, don't let it depart. Bring it back. Amen. All those things that... that we did that helped us keep ourselves in remembrance of what we were standing on and what we were believing God for. And he says, for why? For their life. You ever start feeling like, eh, uh, I don't care. You know, you say to yourself, well, that's okay. You know, no, that's death talking. You don't let that start speaking on the inside. You always care if you get something or not. You know, and so the, what makes you care and what revives that in you is that you have the word before you. Just always keep that word before you. It's ever before you. Amen's what the psalmist says. And he says there are life to those that find them. Find them where? In your heart. You ever have a scripture just pop up on the inside? Something will come up that's unpleasant 
and then suddenly your mind just goes to a scripture that's that's life inside of you see that's from putting the word in and having life and health come to you instead of having these discouraging thoughts and is it ever going to happen and we, you know, we go Diana Ross real quick. You know, it's my turn. You know, we don't have turns. God's always giving you stuff. You ain't waiting no turn. Why you got to wait a turn for something? You make your own turn with your faith. Amen. And the question is, what are you doing with the word? And what are you doing with your faith? And there are life to those that find them in health or medicine to all their flesh. Medicine to all their flesh. Medicine to all their flesh. And it says, keep your heart with all diligence. Don't get slack. Don't get lazy. Don't get slothful. Be diligent all the time. Amen. Guard your heart all the time. And, and, and put away things that, that aren't going to add to your, your spiritual edification. Let's put certain stuff, just don't indulge in it anymore. Don't think about it. Don't make time for it. Don't get involved in it. Just let God, let that word rule on the inside of you and, and then allow the word to, to start to bloom and blossom and bring forth the things. It manifests itself. So if you're in, you know, uh, meditating on healing, healing will manifest. If you're meditating on finances, more money will manifest. Amen. Just let yourself see yourself with everything God says he's going to give you. Amen. See yourself, you know, with, uh, you know, think about if you got a, your little grandkids have a kiddie pool around the house. See yourself with that filled up with money, packs of money, stacks of money. Amen. And you go and dip it in it. So, I mean, allow your imagination to help you. Because I'm telling you, if you don't fill it with the promise of God, the enemy will come and fill it with doubt. It is never going to happen. I don't know what you're saying that for because that ain't for you. And, you know, just all kinds of negative things that will come to discourage us. So get the jump on him. Start filling your mind up with the good things that God has for you. And allow yourself to to have that joy. As though you have it already, cause you do, you have it in your spirit already. And so once it starts in your spirit, then allow it to continue to grow, get stronger and stronger, and it will, will continue and manifest. So, so these things we need to keep in mind. These are foundational things. So, so Proverbs 420, we just did that one. That's a foundation of how to treat the word. Meditate day and night. Keep it in front of your eyes. Don't let it depart. Don't get so involved in other things. You know, many times people get overly involved in the natural aspect with no faith involved in it. And, and pretty soon you'll quit on that if you, if you don't understand how to engage your faith at all times. Amen. Um, we need to Keep ourselves engaged 100% in what we desire and what we want at all times. And so that's the best way, the 100% best way to get what you want. I don't care what it is. It all starts as a seed. 
And we've got to learn how to treat the seed, how to cultivate the seed, and how to do what we need to do to get that seed to grow and get it to manifest. So so many times we're doing the right things, but we're not doing them in faith. We're not engaged in faith in what we do. And so the way to stay engaged in faith is what we're going to talk about today. So praise God. Um, Let me see. Miss Nola, tell the girls to come in here and sit for a minute. I want them to hear this so I make sure they, they're using. Tell them they can take a little bit of a break and tell them maybe like five or ten minutes at the most. And, uh, because this is a good, this is a good way to employ whatever you do, employ the word as a seed and, and make sure you're sowing it and make sure it's deliberate. So in um, James chapter 1, if you'll go there, and he talks about faith and how to make sure that you're doing what you do in faith and keep that faith going. It says here in James chapter 1 and verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally. And this is what we need to get the job done. You need wisdom. And what does it say here? He gives it to certain people he likes. No, it doesn't say that. It said it gives to who? All men as much as you need. He'll give you as much wisdom as you need. And many times we're waiting on things to manifest because we lack wisdom. In other words, you're not sure how to get this to happen. You're not sure how to get God to do this for you. And so whatever it is that you want is going to take, number one, somebody say it for me so I know you're paying attention. I ain't going to whoop nobody because you ain't no wrong answer in here. Only wrong answer is no answer. Am I right, Poppy? You get whooped for that one. Amen. Thank you, ladies. Only be here a few minutes. I want you to get this and make sure you're using your faith everywhere. Because I'm finding that people are doing many things. It's like you got a box of puzzle pieces. And you dump them out and you can't figure the first piece. You ever been there? Anybody do those hundred? We start out with hundred and we say, whew, I got that down. Whoo, that was a hard puzzle. A, and then you go up to, you look and you see it's a 200. You say, well, maybe I'll try that one. And then you look at the thousand. You say, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that because I can't do that. But what, anybody ever done one of those puzzles? What do you look for first? The borders. Amen. That's right. You find something flat and you keep, and you follow the color. You go, well, that's your wisdom piece. That's where you start. Amen. Where do you start is what wisdom gives you. It gives you your starting point. So whenever, I don't care what it is you want from God. If you'll start the same way in wisdom and don't be afraid to ask God. I found many times I want to, I don't want to ask him because I think I'm supposed to have the answer already. You ever been there? And you start guessing and you try to start stabbing at stuff. You say, try this, try that. It don't work. Or you try this, try that. And you doubt that it's going to work. Amen. And so God wants us, number one, get wisdom from him. So the wisdom that you can use always as a foundation is the parable of the seed. You always use seed. Amen. 
this how you get anything from God is through seed. And so when you lack wisdom, if God gives you an answer, something specific, I mean, so like, for instance, if you're going to, to go get a car and he'll tell you, go look so-and-so, go look so-and-so, pretty much everybody knows that's a common seed you use. You go, but go in faith. Go expecting somebody to say you can do this. Don't go fearing a wrong answer. You go in faith knowing that it's going to be there for you. So we've all done that. Everybody in here has got a vehicle. You know how that game is played. But you can do that with anything you use in God. And I think this is where we make our mistake is that we use it for for things we think are important things. But there's nothing that's not important in your life. Everything in your life is important. Amen. What we have done with many things that we desire is we put them on the back burner. We told ourselves they're not important because we lack wisdom on how to go after it. But the same wisdom that got you that car will get you everything else you need. See, this is what a lot of times believers don't put it together in that way. And so you've got all the pieces of the puzzle in your life already on the inside of you. you got to figure out how to put it together. And see, that's where you start out with seed and with the parable of seed. Everybody that's, all these people you see with these humongous ministries, tons of people, big mailing lists, lots of money, they use this principle. It's not, it's, it's not a mystery, but it is a mystery until you get in it and let it start operating for you. So, and James says here, if any of you lack wisdom, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. And this is where we get our mistakes sometimes. You start out in faith and then you get tired and then you quit and that's a waver. You've got to make up your mind you're going to continue to look at seed, see everything you do as a seed, and make sure you keep telling God, bless my seed, I'm planting this seed, this is my seed, Lord, I thank you for my seed. Father, I'm planting this for this over here, I'm doing this for this over here, I'm doing this for, do it with everything you do. Don't ever quit. Naming it as seed and believing that it's counting toward what you want. Because if you ever get faint and you ever start wavering, you ever get, well, I've been working at this job all this time and I don't get a promotion. You never called your effort seed. Now I'm telling you this is the truth. You can take this to the bank and cash it today. And the banks ain't even open. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can. If you will call all of your efforts seed and begin to thank God for blessing your seed. Father, I thank you. This seed is going to mature into what I desire. This is my seed I am sowing toward and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. You got me? If you have a skill, if you have a hobby, you can turn it into a living. You you wonder how these some of these people make a living off of what they're doing. They keep doing it, in, even if they're not Christians. They keep doing it over and over and over again. That 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 is how you treat a seed. See, you keep producing. You keep breathing life on it. You keep it active. You keep it alive. 
And we can do it even more prominently because we have faith. We have the faith of God to make it a no-fail seed. So it will never fail on us. So this seed will produce for us over and over and over again. I don't care what it is that you're doing. Rebecca, you made a cake today. That's seed towards your next cake if you ever want to make more cakes. You make as many as you want to, sweetheart. I prophesy that to you. But you look at what you just did and say, Lord, I'm sowing this seed. I don't care if you get paid for it. You're supposed to get paid for it. You're supposed to get paid more. But your efforts, your gifting, your ability to decorate, all of that, that's your seed. And you say, God, this is my seed. I'm sowing toward my next blessing, my next whatever you want to call it. If you want to do another cake, you want to do a bigger cake, you want to do one every week, you want to do one every day, whatever you want to do. But look at that as a seed. Don't look at, well, I got paid for that, and I don't know when I'm going to get another one. Don't ever have that thought, because the devil will make you do it, because he sees what you do is excellent, and he wants you to quit. You got me? So don't ever look at, "Uh uh-uh, this is excellent. Look at this excellent thing God helped me produce. God, take this as seed towards my next, and and make it a seed toward whatever you, you want. It don't have to be cakes again. I did a cake, and I'm sowing toward my marriage. I'm sowing toward my promotion. I'm sowing this toward you make it what you want it to be. Everything you do is a seed you sow. And you you plant it, and you remind God that you're doing it toward whatever is your next open door you want. We have to quit looking at our efforts and activities and what we do as not being productive. Or we try to put them all in one category. We think, oh, I'm doing a good job at work. That's going to count for a promotion at work. What are you doing in your home life? Sometimes you better at, you know, cooking and cleaning and doing that than you are. How many housewives have you seen CEOs and they started out just taking care of their babies? And somebody gave him a volunteer job somewhere, and because of the excellence that God saw in that home life, now he can trust them with something else. He'll just open doors to people, give you wisdom, tell you how to do it. Whether you have papers, degrees, that that ain't nothing but paper. That's what I tell people. Your education is what you make it. But when you get through with it, all that paper looks alike. Cum laude, thank the laude, I don't care how you graduated. You understand what I'm saying? All that paper looks alike. They just want to know, do you have paper to show us? So the seed is the word of God. You call your efforts. I don't care what you do. When you get up in the morning, your feet hit the ground. God, this is my seed I'm sowing. When you brush your, God, this is my seed I'm sowing. Brushing my teeth so I don't ever have to wear dentures. You understand what I'm saying? This is my seed I'm sowing into my good health in my mouth in Jesus' name. Do you understand me? It's all a seed. It all counts. It's all effort toward a goal that you have set for yourself. Care what it is you're doing. Will you clean up your room? God, this is my, I'm making up this bed for me and my future husband. This is my seed I'm sowing. Don't ever look at that bed as just a dirty bed and I'll get to it when I get to it. Baby, if you knew like I know, you know that's your seed. That's your, did you hear me, Poppy? 
That's right. Make them make it up right. And put some, and it's a shame you're a nurse and you don't make up a bed. It's just tragic. You got me? You, you paying to learn a skill that you know already and it can pay off big time if you consider it seed and do it excellent. Amen. You, you single women, you need to get up there and make that bed. And you know, at the same time, baby, I'm making this bed for us. How you like it? You want square or mitered? I went to nursing school to learn the difference. You understand? You like square corners, mitered corners? How you like them? I can tuck them. I can even do the army test. Pop a quarter on there and make it bounce for you. But I'm doing this. This is seed I'm sowing to my future. Don't play with God. Get serious with him. Everything you're doing, I don't care how well or how not so well you do it, your effort is a seed. Give yourself, pat yourself on the back because you made the effort to do it. You understand me? But understand how to turn your life productive. Get it from routine and boring and I don't know why I'm sick of doing this and sick of doing I'm sick of waiting, sick of, you don't have to be waiting. You can be sowing. Tend your garden. You got work to do. Get out there in your garden and start tending your garden. Amen. So the mystery of the seed, God wants us to start seeing all of our efforts as seed. And if you ever doubt if it's going to count towards something, don't do it. Don't sow doubt into your life. Just allow your efforts, anything you do that you know that pleases God, that you know, even the routine things you do. Like we say, your housework, turn that into a seed. You're working on something. You're not doing this. You know what? The problem is we've gotten into bad habits about things. We're too selective at what we like. You need to like everything. You need to love everything. God, I'm doing this for you. You see me down here? God, I'm cutting up, making up this bed. Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing my holy dance and in the bedroom on top of everything else. I'm worshiping in him. I'm creating an atmosphere. Amen. Where I want to come and, and have peace. My husband wants to come and have peace. I'm creating an atmosphere for us so that we can have a good life together. That's a seed. You're sowing seed. So you just moved it in wisdom. You've moved it from a routine, boring task to a joyful seed that's counting towards your future. That's going to make an excellent future for you. Amen. I was, uh, I hate to keep using Rebecca, but she was there. So I told her, I said, Rebecca, you know the story about who you are named after? She couldn't think, you know, sometimes she, <laughs> I shouldn't do this to people, but I catch them off guard. And they just, <laughs> she talks, you know, to me. Right. So I said, I said, a man is going to tell you one day he worked seven years to get a wife like you claim it meditate on it hide it in your heart in fact he worked 14 years but we ain't waiting that long you ain't got that long you hear me get on it today but you understand what i'm saying there's somebody waiting for you who is sowing into his life for a wife who is you say god that's me that's me thank you lord I see her. That is me. She looks like me. She talks like me. That's me. You got me? And start seeing yourself in the vision 
that you are working toward. Put yourself in there. Don't take yourself out. When you were a kid, you you practiced going down the aisle. I, all little girls do that. You give them some little uh, uh, wilted dandelions in their hand, and before you know it, they'd have found a little brother walking down the aisle with them. You got me? This is how we live. This is how we prepare. This is a seed that's sown in your heart already that needs to be revived because God wants to move on the things that we desire for him. So the seed, tending your seed, we'll, we'll talk about that for a minute because you've got to understand once your seed is in the ground, you've got to take care of it. You've got to look at it every day. You got to just like your, your, uh, plants outside need water every day. Don't depend on the sky to just break open and give rain. Do you understand what I'm saying? You gotta help the rain. If it, if it goes dry, you gotta do that. If it gets too wet, you, you gotta do some tending of it. And say, God, how am I doing? How's that going? I feel like it's closer, God. I feel I'm getting closer to it every day, God. And I thank you that I'm closer today than I was yesterday to the manifestation of my answer. That's how you tend your garden. You keep looking at every day. Look at it. Every day, talk to God about it. Every day, thank God for it. Every day, you know, go get you a little, uh, uh, little suit of clothes or something and sit them in a chair beside you in the kitchen while you eat your dinner. Oh, that's right. You don't eat in the kitchen. Okay. Lacking a little wisdom there. Well, put it in the passenger seat in the drive-thru. I don't care what you do, but you better prop him up there because he's a coming. See, you got to learn how to expect stuff. This is the poppy help me out here. You just, just he having a good time back there. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You got to put him in the picture. Don't ever get to the point somebody you know is married and they got to, they got to go home early. So I'm glad I ain't that. Don't you say that. Don't you ever be glad you're somewhere you don't want to be. I'm going to say it again. Don't make me stand up. Don't ever be glad you're not somewhere where you don't want to be. Now, you either want to be married and hitched up or you don't. Yeah, everybody always hot to be married. I'm, I say, look at the married people around you. You're going to look just like them. And you say, well, you know, I think I can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not an extraordinary thing to expect God to do. Amen? The same thing with prospering you in your work, when your job. These things are easy for God to do. But we've got to use our faith. Don't go into something just trying to do it on your own and you're not sure how it's going to happen. Always have your faith engaged in it. Do you know what I mean? Like like when you undertake to study, always include God. God, I need you to help me with this. God, I know you're going to bless me. You're going to help me. You're going to get me prospered. The missing ingredient is faith, folks. You can't go in there on your own. The devil will clobber you. He'll beat you up so bad. And so you've got to understand, God, this is where I'm making my mistake. I'm not using my faith. I'm not putting the word into this. God, I thank you that that you make me intelligent. You make me an A student. You make me to prosper in everything. You make me, you give me great understanding on this is not beyond my ability to understand and to master. You give me excellence in everything I do. 
And in, in, in the natural, you may be excellent already, but you didn't add faith to it. See, the missing ingredient is where if you fail in something, God will come alongside you and undergird you and hold you up and you'll get your success. But you got to go in there with God, depending on God. God, I'm trusting you. You said that you, you give me the mind of Christ. I have access to your thoughts about this anytime. You got me? This is how you're an A student. You're not an A student by struggling and striving. I mean, if you have, you missed the best part of it. You could have sailed through it. You got me? And so always put your faith in there. Always involve faith. Amen. The the word the faith works by the principles of of seed, blade, and ear. Mark chapter four, and then I'll let you ladies go back if you need to. Mark chapter four and verse twenty six, I think. This is how seeds grow. And he said, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should throw seed into the ground. Now bury the seed, plant the seed, and should sleep and get up night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knows not how. This is what will trip us up if we're always looking in the natural to see if we're doing okay, if we're doing the right thing. You know how you play, pray and, and then you few days go by and you start looking for something and it's not there? Well, you just stepped into the trap of this mystery. Cause you don't know how this happens. And the best scientists that they have don't know how it happens. They dissect seeds, they look at the different parts inside, but they can't tell you how that mustard seed eventually comes the biggest tree in the garden from the size of it. They can't tell. They'll look at it. They'll put water on it and see it starts to sprout. But all they have is the outside to look at. They're not looking at the inside. That inside belongs to God. That what goes on underneath the surface in the unseen realm is God's mystery about the seed. And he's not going to tell us. Write that down, because I know some of y'all just nosy enough to want to sit up all night trying to pick at God, trying to get, I know you're going to tell me, God, me and you is like this. No, he ain't telling you nothing. That's why it's a mystery, and it remains a mystery. Why? You need that mystery in your life so you can use your faith. Because if you knew everything, pretty soon you'd be back in the natural again, not using your faith at all. So you need that mysterious component, that unseen component, because you need some surprises in your life. Do you know God can, the minute you start to get discouraged, God can do something on the inside of what you've been praying and shock you and it'll start coming just before you, God, you don't know how bad I needed that. How many times have you read the word or or you see a posting of somebody putting, I really needed that today. See, God knew you were low on fuel. So he causes something to spring up to give you encouragement that the inside is working. Amen? And he does that with everybody. He says here, you just go to bed and after you pray, just go rest your nerve. Quit worrying about everything. 
He said, you get up and rise night and day, and the seed springs and grows up. He doesn't know how, for the earth brings forth fruit of itself. Ooh. You mean my spirit man can do this by himself and I don't have to get my flesh involved, my nosy little part involved in it, my little unbelief involved? Yeah, it'll do it by itself if you leave it alone (laughs) and just do your part. Amen. So if we understand what our part is and limit our activities to that, then pretty soon we will have a harvest. You don't know the size of it until you start getting to working on it. You never know the size of your harvest. If you think you can figure that out, you've missed the whole point of this thing. Just believe and know that God will do it. When he says he'd do it, he'd do it. He says the earth brings forth fruit of itself, first the blade. Anybody ever put a seed in some soil? Remember in kindergarten you had them little, everybody had sunflower seeds? You know why they give you sunflower seeds? Because they're too big for you to spew them all over the ground little kids little kids you give them a little bag of them teeny seeds they be all over everywhere so they give you something you can hold in your little fat little chubby little hands five-year-old hands so you put that in that soil and you pack it down and most kids will go and dig it up just to see what it looks like that's me and you when we're trying to figure out when our answer is when is when is my breakthrough coming the reason you say breakthrough is because that seed's got, that shoot's got to break through the ground. People get a breakthrough when the soil is tilled. You get the best harvest when the soil is tilled. In other words, don't get hardened about it. Don't let the passage of time make you discouraged. That hardens your heart, and it's hard for anything to grow in a hardened heart. It's hard to get, people are disappointed in life. I don't know, I'm just, I'm good. I'm good, boo. Right. And you just as out of your mind and halfway scared you're going to go crazy most of the time. I'm good, boo. Okay, fine. We won't tell you how to harvest your seed that you planted years ago. It's been waiting for you to put some new life on it. No, we're not going to tell you how that happens. See what I'm saying? So so we can always help you break up your hardness by threatening to give you what you say you want. You good, boo? Stay like that. You got me? But if you ain't good, I'll tell you how to help God bring it to pass. Got me? So he says here, the earth brings forth first the blade. We all excited when we see that first little shoot come up. And then we start looking around our garden. If you got more than one thing planted, there's so many things popping up. Huh? God causes your seed to produce based on how much attention he needs you to give to it. So say, say, suppose you put, plant a whole row of tomatoes, corn, whatever, whatever. When the first one shoots up, you all excited and giddy about it. But you see number two, you say, oh, it's another one. There's another. And pretty soon the whole ground is, and you say, well, maybe I can rest now from watching to see if God's going to really do it for me. I'm going to say that again. God knows how to temper what you see in the natural 
to satisfy your curiosity about whether he's going to really do it or not. He'll give you enough manifestation on what you planted to satisfy you so you'll go in the house and leave it alone and quit looking at them squashes and tomatoes every day to see if they coming up. Once you're satisfied they're going to come up, you can go leave them alone and start thanking God for your answer. God, I see what you're doing. You you gave this to me as a sign that you are working with me and you heard my prayer. Now that I know you heard me, I can start doing more for you. Sending seed in more areas. Planting seed over here. Planting seed over there. To help this all grow as one one whole plant in my life. So you don't have to keep watching God to make sure I don't know if I prayed enough word. No, you lying. What you're really trying to figure out is really if God is going to do this for you. But you blame it on you. Oh, I don't know what I did wrong. What you're really trying to say is, God, how come you didn't let me see? How come it's not here yet? So just be honest. But he gives you enough to see in the natural so that you will know he's working for you. I, that that thing, once it gets started growing, you can't stop it from manifesting. I'm going to say it again. Once it's got a, a hold in your heart, once it's planted and it's starting to grow, you cannot stop the manifestation. You can delay it. You can put it on hold. You can cause it to go dormant, but you can't stop it. Because anytime life is breathed on that seed, it's going to start to grow again. So it's going to start to grow again. God heard you the first time. I know you went off and did other things that you thought were more important. But that seed is still growing. And it's still going to bear fruit. Amen. It is. He said first the blade. Then the ear. This is a no fail system. And then the full corn in the ear. Well, what my my little ear of corn is so small. Well, we're going to talk about that. Small faith, small corn. What you been doing for the last week or so? You ain't been in my grill telling me how much you love me and tell me you worship me and thank me for stuff. Huh? I ain't seeing you. Oh. Didn't know that was necessary. Yeah, read your whole Bible. Blessed is the man, amen, who worships and serves the Lord. His seed will be mighty upon the earth. But see, what we have failed to do, and I found this to be true, we don't look at enough things in our life as a seed that counts towards your harvest. Say it again. You don't see enough things in your life as seed that counts towards your harvest. Whenever, whenever I get in my car on Sundays and Saturdays, I put a little cooler with extra water in it. Why? That's my seed. Uh, he said, if you offer a cup of cold water to somebody, you won't lose your reward. That's my guarantee for my reward. 
I've handed out that water. I've seen people just stand at the bus stop and I get enough time to stick it out the window. You give it and keep moving. God, I thank you. Allow me to sow that seed today for my future. See everything that you do as seed because it is. It'll make you start doing more right than wrong. It'll make you start doing more good than bad. It'll make you stop sitting around wondering when your your ship is going to come in or when you're going to get blessed. Or when Just start seeing the seed and keep doing it. Just put your, your limbs to work. You go to your job. I don't care if you ain't good at your job. It's a seed. God, I thank you. I'm able to sow this seed. I don't think much of it, but look at my heart. I'm doing the best I can. Pretty soon your mind will quit fighting you and calling everything you do worthless. Well, some people caught it. I don't know. I mean, is this making sense? Poppy, am I making Is this English? I'm speaking English. I mean, come on, stop. I can't go but so far in Spanish, y'all. So it's English is going to have to do. You got me? So see everything as seed. Quit just doing stuff. God, look at me over here. I'm doing this. Amen. I'm doing this and, and count it toward my and name what you want. Name your seed. Just just don't say, I'm just doing good works, hoping you'll recognize what I want. No, tell them what you're doing it for. God, I'm putting this in the ground for my whatever it is. Amen. My next peewee's next big adventure. I don't know what y'all up to out there. But whatever it is. Make sure you name it your seed and tell God what you want it to count toward. And he will do it for you. And that will keep you out of discouragement. That will keep you out of waiting forever. And that will keep you out of bondage to the enemy thinking it won't happen. And that will keep you from telling everybody you good, boo. Because you ain't. But it ain't their business. It's between you and God. Amen. Give him your wisdom. Okay, ladies, you can go back back if you need to. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So, so listen to the rest of the teaching when you get home, please. Amen. So the Lord began to show me this recently. He said, people are doing a lot that they don't allow it to count for what they really need and what they really want. See, people, sometimes the devil puts shame on you for the things you're asking for. He'll make you think you ain't supposed to ask for it. You'll never get it. Why can't I get it? And it's all this kind of stuff. You have it already. See, if you realize the day you ask for it and you believe God's word, that seed was planted inside of you. So you have it already in seed form. Now, now that you've got seed, what you gonna do with it? Amen. What are you gonna do with the seed that's already planted in you? Well, I'm gonna take care of it. How do I do that? You gotta get wisdom. Amen. Go back to Proverbs 4.20. Amen. Attend to his word. Put more word on it. Strengthen it by hearing it over and over and over again. Allow yourself to thank God for it. First, first order of business is thanksgiving and praise and worship. That's the first order of business. First thing when your eyes fly open, Lord, I thank you for giving me, <laughs> giving me this devotional. That's really cheesy, ain't it? <laughs> Pumping the devotional again. But you know what? No, thank, you. thank you, Lord, for giving me your word. 
Thank you, Lord, for giving me understanding of your word. That's all teachers in, in fivefold do for us. They give us greater understanding of the word of God. You wouldn't understand much without them. You understand me? And so this is, this is how you, you live. Everything devoted to God. Every time you turn around, you're in His face, telling Him glorious things. Father, I thank you that everything I do is a seed. Lord, I don't have to wait long for anything because I can count this as seed. The reason we don't have it yet is because we have not seen it correctly. Don't ever see anything you do as a chore. You can take your chores and turn them into seeds. If you saw it the right way, you'd be eager to get up and wash the dishes. You'd be eager to get up and clean the kitchen. You'd be eager to do these these menial things. You know, I've seen the devil rob from people by giving them a bad attitude about stuff. You should always have a good attitude about everything. You'll prosper a lot faster just by having joy inside of you and and not criticizing everything. You know, if it's in your life, God put it there. Why would you talk down about it? He put it. You're insulting him by calling things worthless, calling them small, calling this is not good, this is not this, this is not that. And watch the devil because he'll send people wanting to put negative stuff on the inside of you. You understand what I'm saying? Criticizing everything. Finding fault with everything. You know, I went over to um, this place across the thing over this auto place. What did I name? Oh, yeah. my It was before God fixed my oil situation in my car. And and I it was low on oil and I needed some more oil. And I said, and I told the guy, I said, can you put some oil in here? I said, the oil light's on. I said, I'm, I'm sure it needs it, but just check it for me and see. And, you know, I said, it kind of happens a little bit more frequently than I'd like. But, you know, I was just chatting with him. And, and he said, that's ah, probably time for a new one. And I said, I rebuke you, Satan. I said that to him right in his face. I said, I don't talk down about anything I own. God gave this car to me. I said, he knows when I need a new one. I said, he'll run a new one in here. I said, until then, you and I agree, I came here for oil. I didn't come for your advice. And he just shrugged and put the oil in, you little demon. So he put the oil in, and I said, what do I owe you? Oh, nothing. I said, that's what I thought. I said, but I'm going to give you a tip. Don't quit your day job. And I said, here's $20. I just wasn't feeling holy and charitable and gracious right then. I felt to rebuke a devil. Huh? Like I don't know what I'm doing. Which I really don't, but that's between me and God. You understand what I'm saying? That ain't his business. Oh, come and call time on my stuff. I want to say, and you don't even have a new one to save, sell me to make money off of. What's in this for you? What's in this conversation? It's working for Satan. Get thee behind me. <laughs> Telling you. People are unnerve you, but you gotta watch what goes into your ears. Because it's, while God's trying to encourage you and show you you're on the right road, here up jumps the devil, wanna put something negative in your mind. And then you let it get in your heart and then you get critical. And then you get unsure and you start wavering. Don't let the devil rob you like that. Amen. You keep that soil of your heart pure 
keep it, the way you keep your, your heart pure is through thanksgiving. You do it by feasting on the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, righteousness, meekness, temperance, self-control, all of those things and joy in, in, in thanksgiving. Amen. And thinking on things that are good. Don't sit up and think about what you lack and you'll be glad when and I don't have enough of this and I don't have, I don't have enough, but I can't go and rob Fort Knox. So I just got to be content where I am. This, this discontent that people have in them that will visit them periodically. You know, the enemy will come and try to make you start taking inventory and getting you upset about stuff. And making you think you ought to have this and you ought to have that. Listen, God, if I ought to have it, number one, when it comes in here, make sure I don't have to take care of it because my hands is full. I got enough to do with stuff I got. Make sure it's easy to care for. Amen. All of that stuff. You, you can't let yourself get in a lack mentality. See, people who don't work don't believe the word of God. Say it again. People who don't work don't believe the word of God. They can sit up and talk about people with a poverty mentality all they want to. But if you, the first thing you do when you believe in prosperity, you believe the curse of poverty is broken. The first thing you do is go get a job. I mean, that's how you prove you believe the curse is broken. But if you're going to sit up and not work and then talk about a poverty mentality on somebody else, come on now, you hypocrite. Show me your faith with your job. (laughs) You're so believing. But that's how poverty is defeated, by the work of your hands. And God said everything you set your hand to will prosper and not fail. So what are you sitting back waiting on? Do you understand what I'm saying? Some The devil make you a little nut, look a little nutty sometimes to people if you're not careful. But you're living under a poverty mentality and don't know it. Because the first thing with faith without works is dead. Where you show me your faith with your works. Amen. Show me your faith with your works. But you know, this goes around a lot around Christians. You know, you'll see pastors quit a regular day job and then they mad at the congregation for that. These people don't give enough money. No, you better go back to your job, brother, because your faith ain't there for this yet. You know, everybody knows that. Paul, look at what Paul did. You read the New Testament, two-thirds of it he wrote. He was sewing and making tents at the same time. He kept him a job. <laughs> Isn't that true? He said, no. Nah. He said, y'all Corinthians got to write y'all two letters. Y'all get to arguing and marrying each other's wives and stuff up there. Y'all, the money will stop flowing real quick from that source. If I'm waiting on y'all to take, nah, let me just give me some, bring me some more skins in here, stack them right there. I'm making my tents. Amen. You need to do that. Your faith for the natural will, for the spiritual will take over at some point, but you can't make it happen when you want it to happen. You got to get there. We all got to get there. All seeds start small. You can't look to a seed to feed you. It's just a seed. Amen. A good rule of thumb is that, you know, if it's excessive and it's not meeting a need in your life, sow it. Go back in that closet. 
Amen? All them size whatevers you got back there waiting on you to get back in them again. Just tell them you ain't coming, okay? I'm just going to take you and give you to somebody that can wear you now before the moths eat you up. And so while it's in good condition, so something with a, with a price tag still on it. Amen? And thank God that you got it. God, I'm sowing this as seed toward my whatever it is that you desire. God, I'm sowing this as seed toward my health. I'm sowing this as seed toward my well-being. I'm sowing this as seed toward my getting off pills. I'm sowing this as my seed toward my just recognize what I'm doing, Lord, and count it toward your glory and, and toward the remedy in my life. Amen. So everything spiritual, um, they, uh, it must obey the seed principle. Everything. Everything in this earth you see started out as a seed. The seed is the word of God. Amen. And it must be sown in the good soil of your heart, not in somebody else's. Where is that parable? Let me find it because I keep, I always say I'm not going to get on there and start picking at people, but you you need to, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's been interpreted wrong. For man's convenience from time to time. Just turn over to Mark chapter 4 and start in verse 13. And Jesus said, do you not know this parable? How then will you know all parables? So this is foundational. So what we're getting today is foundational. Proverbs 4 is foundational to how to get the seed in your heart. And this is foundational how to keep the seed growing in your heart and keep the soil around it moist and pliable so that seed will continue to grow. Amen. And I can tell you a hardened heart, nothing grows there. So don't get mad at God because it hasn't happened yet and then start saying, I'm good, boo. I don't need that no more. You got me? Just leave that alone. Because what you're doing is you're hardening yourself even more. You're mad at God because he didn't give it to you fast enough. You're throwing a little tantrum. Amen. But at the same time, you're hardening yourself against wanting it. Desire has to be there in order for it to, or it'll go to your neighbor's house. I'll put it, put it to you that way. Amen. So, so it says here, the sower sows the word, verse 14. Sower sows the word. The seed is the word of God. Those who are by the wayside where the word is sown, when the what they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes it away what's sown in their hearts. In other words, you hear a good sermon on the way home. You're in a car riding with family members or somebody. Somebody said, what do you think about that? See, that's your first clue to not get in the conversation. It's not about what you what you think about it. You don't think nothing about it. Let it grow in your heart first. See, this keeps it from growing in your heart. You ever been in one of them groups of people they like to tear down the pastor on the way home? Criticize everything you just heard? They're robbers. You might as well walk home. Get a hump in your back, jump out that car, and walk home. Because when you get there, at least you'll still have some word on the inside of you. Don't let them steal it all. God to hear you running your mouth and say, what you talking about? 
I gave them that word because you were asking me for something today so you can keep going another week. Do you letting the devil steal it? So we all on the same page now. That's, that's the one. And says, and these are they likewise, which when the word is sown on stony ground, when they hear it, immediately receive it with gladness. See them people? When them preachers be preaching, they jumping up out they seat and, and sweating and carrying all. Oh, Bishop, I saw that scripture for I left the house this morning. No, you didn't, you liar. You ain't seen, you say that every Sunday. You don't read your word. That's why you jumping up out your seat. You don't know what to do. Because the people next to you jumping up, you jump up with them. They receive it with gladness and don't have any root in themselves. They think because they hear it, they got it. Because it's familiar to your ears has nothing to do with whether you hid it in your heart. In order to hide it in your heart, you got to do something with it. And these people, because they have no root in themselves, they never meditate on it long enough to get any meaning out of it, to get it in there where they can can handle it, and it means something to them, have no root in themselves, and endure for a time afterwards when affliction and persecution arise for the word, immediately they're offended and go and leave it. So the minute something happens that makes you not like somebody that preached the word to you, bring it in there where you can see it, and you start complaining, you start, I just don't like the way she's, why she keep preaching on that all the time? Because you need it. You think God's stupid? He's going to drag you in here Sunday and talk about something you don't need? Yeah, I remember, I think it was Diane, she said, well, she was, we had this little women's conference, everybody gave, got a little topic to teach, and she laid them women out, she said, she said, yeah, she said, people ask me, is he preaching to you? I said, yeah, he ain't preaching to me, every time I come in here, he preaching to me, better be, that's why I come here, so that takes all of that out of it, every, you ever been there, look around, say, wonder who, how much, he gonna get him today, he gonna get, he better be getting you. You came there to get got. You better be paying attention to the word. Get offended and mad at God. Blame it on the preacher. Want to leave. That's how that works. Don't ever think you driving people away from church. Because you ain't been a good Baptist yet if that's what you think. You ever been some of the mean Baptist people? I ain't letting nobody run me away from here. Then they sit on that front pew with they with that stony face for twenty five years. They resist offense. So I don't believe in this lie about the church hurt. You just don't want God. And you're gonna stay as far away from his people as you can. Make sure you don't get none of it. Oh God told Samuel that. He got Samuel over all that, taking it personal. He said, they haven't rejected you. Get up, Samuel. What you whining for? They haven't rejected you. They have rejected me. You think too highly of yourself. You can't run nobody out of no church. Some of these mean mug deacons, you ever seen them brothers? And you know, they they put an apple in their pocket to make you think it's a gun and keep their hand down there through the service. 
they'll pull a gun on you and take the church away from you. So you can't run, you can't chase people out of church that really want God. Quit believing the lies of the devil. I tell people, I say, if you will, you walk through glass for some of the stuff you want. Look at some of these men run after women and, and hocked everything they got and then got them a big car and can't pay for it and drive. Hey, baby, you want to go somewhere? No. They go back and get something bigger. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about brothers who really want something. Men that got too cool nowadays for that. But anyway, I digress. Let me move on. So he says offenses, immediately they are offended because of the word. Somebody preached something that got under their skin. Or they, they got a prophecy and they don't know how to make it come to pass. So they bring blame the prophet. You got me? And quit coming. Then they're the ones that heard the word among thorns. They hear the word, the cares of this world, deceitfulness. I gotta, I gotta work extra. I gotta work on making me work on Sunday. Tell them no! We have authority over everything. Well, they threaten to fire me. Tell them no! They didn't hear you the first time. You didn't say it loud enough. Well, they keep saying I'm gonna lose all my, tell them no! At least you don't lose God, think about what would happen if you didn't be in service every Sunday. What would your life be like then? There's too many jobs out there where God can prosper. He just said, set your hand to something. He didn't say it's got to be what you're doing right now. Where you done built up all this seniority. You senior to who? Somebody else that looked just like you are probably going to drop dead right before they retire. You senior to that? That's all you got going for you. I was telling somebody they that they lost their job because they wouldn't get the jab. Prayed about it. They've been they've been living off of I don't have Rona, she don't have me. So they figured they keep living off of it and and you know God told them don't worry about it and they got fired. Now all these people are having to pay people they fired. Ooh, ooh, devil, you stepped into the trap. See, you think you was going to get your feelings hurt because you didn't have a job. You turned around retired and got something much better. You got two incomes now where the devil thought he was going to take that one from you. You know, God said, just retire. I'll take care of you. Give you a second paycheck. Now you're waiting on your class action. And guess what? Ooh, it's only like 10 people in this class. Ooh, how many millions they gonna give us? You know, every time you hear from that little lawyer, you say, well, I think we need to go back and ask them for more money. Ooh, devil paying you overtime. Just keep thanking God for it. Keep thank, and thanking you didn't have to take the jab. Look at all them people that ain't, that's out pushing up daisies cause they took it under duress. Or the ones that's got neurological deficits. Blood clots everywhere. Heart attacks, all that. You got me? I just don't believe the government would do it. Believe it. Well, on second thought, don't believe it, but they're doing it anyway. You'll believe and don't make them do it or not do it. You got me? People do stuff anyway. So don't get all eh, janky in your faith because of this jab stuff. 
Just keep living. Keep believing you don't get Rona. And she don't get you. That's what you stand on. You don't go leave that for something else. For some fear and intimidation. Quit being scared. We, we supposed to be over the fear of death anyway. If you're a Christian, get over that. Amen? Let's just get over these things. This is it. The cares of this world. Go lose my job if I don't take it. Amen? And the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in. I don't make enough money fast enough to get what I want. They choke the word and make it unfruitful. Instead of looking at it as a seed that's going to mature and it's going to take care of you at some point. This word that I got in my heart, that's going to take care of me. Amen? Of course, now if there's a brother that's looking for well, I know I digress. How much time I got, Miss Nola? I think I got a few more minutes. I'm just gonna go for it here. I digress. Amen. But but this word takes care of me. I'm not concerned about finances or anything. You know, everything I don't have abundance of by now probably don't want it, don't need it. Whatever. Plus, it's, I needed to do stuff for God. You know, you always need more to work for God. So anyway, it says it chokes the word. What you want, what you don't have enough of. It's, this word isn't going fast enough. God's not taking care of me the way I want him to. Chokes the word. And then it won't produce for you. The little bit of tending you did for it, that won't, that won't materialize. So these things that choke the word means that there's no life in it anymore. It means you gotta repent and come back to God. And tell him, God, I don't know how I walked away from this thing. Me and you was doing good with this for a minute. And here I am over here, angry, upset. It's not happening. Yada, yada, all thine yards. And God said, you just walked away from it. Walk back. It's like you walked away. You can walk back. I don't care. That word is still in you. You see these people that, that born again, pray in tongues. All their life, now all of a sudden, they just doing all kind of sin and stuff. That word is still in them. You got me? It's still in there. You just got to breathe life on it. Just every time you go by, especially if it's if it's one of your kids, go by them just, they'll look at you like you're crazy. They say, I ain't trying to be, just say, I ain't trying to be Benny Hinn, baby. I just felt the breathe on you some life from God. Huh? That'll confuse them. <laughs> that'll put a puzzle in there only god can answer for them then the, this uh, these are they which are sown on good ground the ground we're still talking about when we say good ground we're still talking about the ground of your heart how do preachers think it means their ministry only You ever hear him say, this is good ground to sow your seed in? Well, I'm praying the word over your ministry. I'm talking about money. <laughs> they ain't talking about the word no more. They talking about <laughs> making it rain on them. And how many people got a Bible right here, and yet they believe that? Some ministries are better to sow into than others. You know, the Bible lays out where you sow. 
if people have sown spiritual to you, they're entitled to reap your carnal. That don't make somebody's ground better. It's all kingdom ground. You got me? It's all kingdom ground. I sow to people that, that just God just tells me, he said, help this person out. He said, they're struggling. They're doing a good work for me. Help them out. They have sown nothing to me. They haven't given me a word. They haven't, I, I don't hear them on the, the, you know, YouTube or radio or anything like that. They don't even have a platform to preach, but God says, send them something. They work for me. You got me? And that, that will prosper because it's kingdom. Because it's in obedience to what God tells me to do. Don't let somebody manipulate your money out of you by telling them your, their ground is better than somebody else's. Do you understand me? Let's just stay with the word. You know, I, I don't dig putting, putting what we do above or below somebody else. It's all from God. God gave us all our assignments. And God can tell you to give to somebody. Some people give to people who are very obscure for many years. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't give to somebody with good ground. Need to quit that. Quit manipulating people. Distorting the scriptures. The ground is in your heart. What's in your heart? You can make it good by walking in the fruit of the spirit. Making good through obedience to God. Make the ground in your heart good by sowing more word into it. Strengthening it. Making it more fertile. Making it produce more. Your word, your heart produces best when you stay in the presence of God. When you stay humble to God. When you stay full of thanksgiving. If you got thanksgiving in your heart, that word will grow. It'll just multiply. It will just increase. And when you start allowing God to take every all your efforts and look at them and see, God, I'm doing this is unto you. You know, I know I'm 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 responsible in my household and I got to keep my house clean and and you know keep it nice for the family and all that. But I'm doing this unto you, Father. I'm sowing this seed for this house to be able to take care of itself, for us not to have such large utility bills. I'm taking care of this house so that it will take care of us. You got me? Or I'm sowing this for my kids' future. I'm, this house is going to be paid off and I'm going to leave a will where my kids can sell it and split the proceeds or something like that. Just, just start seeing it as, don't look at your mortgage, oh, it is again. Well, it's coming every month, so you might as well get up off the floor, quit fainting every time you see the mailbox. You know, I, 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 my, I have one of these mailboxes. I don't know. I didn't pick it. You know what I'm saying? Came with the house and I said, Hey, just leave it there. I had another one. I thought I wanted, but I haven't put it up yet. But it's one of those. They lift the thing up on the outside and I keep hearing this creak. It's like Adam's family. I said, Oh Lord, we got to do something with this, you know, and I have not gotten used to it yet. I've been there over a year now and I hear this and then some says, Bam, and it, you know, slams down again, and then somebody walks across the porch, you see the shadow. I mean, you know, if I was, if I was on them pills again, I'd be, y'all would have to come get me, or pray for me, or something, you know, it's just creepy. 
<laughs> why that give way over there? But you know what I'm saying. But but I'm just it's it's just I know and and all I think about is more bills every time I hear that little creaking noise. But you know I know they're going to be there. I know I'm going to have to pay them. I know, you know, my late husband used to say, he said, baby, we're going to always have to pay somebody for something. I said, that's an important thought to keep in mind. Don't get all worked up about, you know, one day I'll come in and want to get rid of all the bills. He said, that ain't going to happen. Just sit down and do something else. You know what I'm saying? But but it's important for us to understand all our efforts as seed. These are things we're doing on purpose for a purpose to count toward a harvest. Make sure you're expecting some good to come into your life. Make sure, I don't care if you just stay in the bed all day and read or whatever you do. I mean, expect something good. God, I breathed, you know, uh, 20 times a minute today to your glory. Whatever, I don't care. Make sure you stay in faith. Make sure you stay looking at your life as, as it's everything's moving towards something. Don't get in that place of wandering where you wonder when it's going to happen. You wonder if you're doing anything wrong. You're wondering if you're doing everything right. No, everything you do is a seed. Father, I'm doing this as unto you. Help me to do a better job at it. Help me to do it with joy. Help me to do it with confidence and faith. I am putting my faith to work so that it will produce for me. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. God is good, and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Praise God.